0: Hi, I'm Jason Seaver. I'm a psychiatrist, and I believe in the infinite potential of the human spirit. And I'm Maggie Seaver. I'm a mother, and the infinite potential of the human spirit scares the hell out of me. (laughs) Don't let her fool you. She's not so tough. Oh, yeah? Yeah, well, anyway, last week, after 15 years of motherhood, Maggie went back to work as a reporter for the local newspaper. And Jason moved his practice into the house so he can be there for the kids. They're great kids. Yeah. And we have a great relationship with them. Yeah. There's just one problem. Their father trusts them, and they know it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Show me that smile again. Don't listen them Hey there,
1: Seaver fans, Angela Bowen here, the host of Show Me That Smile Again, a Growing Pains podcast. Sorry guys, it's been a while since I've said that. So, in honor of December, I am going to be reviewing Season 7, Episode 13, entitled It's Not Easy Being Green, which aired on December 21st, 1991. I would have been nine at this time. A jealous Mike follows Kate to a Jamaican shoot because, of course, Mike's girlfriend, Kate, is a model. This episode's got a 7.5 out of 10, based on 193 ratings. It was directed by Rennie Temple, writer's Neil Marlins, who you all know as one of the creators of The Wonder Years. Wendy Braff, show staff writer, Lelaney Downer, executive story editor, and Lelaney Downer also it was written by. Let's see. Ooh, we got some connections here. Title refers to Kermit's song. Okay, and apparently that's the title is from the Kermit the Frog's musical lament to his natural coloring. Okay, good to know. So while we have Mike jetting off to Jamaica to uh, keep Kate from being seduced by the guy who's taken her photos, I think the guy's name was Nigel if I remember right from watching this, back when it was on the Disney Channel in the late 90s. Also, uh, side story is the rest of the family is home, getting ready to decorate the tree. Of course, you know Jason Seaver. He is a perfectionist. He's not Danny Tanner perfectionist, but he's in his own mind of perfection because he's a psychiatrist. He gets so anal about this damn tree that the rest of the family is like, you know what? Fuck this. We will get our own little tabletop tree, and decorate it in the kitchen without Jason. You can have the big tree and do whatever you want with it, and we will just do our own thing in the kitchen. Luckily, seeing that, and seeing the family so happy, Jason's like, you know what? I've been an idiot. I am going to just let the family do what they want. Which is what he should have done in the beginning, so they all could have shared in the joy of putting the tree together. And throwing tinsel wherever. Because they don't have a dog. What happened to that dog from season... That season one episode. Where that um, Santa who was going to commit suicide. um, What happened to that dog that Ben got? I think the dog's name was Nick. Maybe. Or Chris. I don't know. One of them. So the cold open is in the kitchen. Of course, Kate's at the table with Chrissy waiting for Mike. And she and Mike are headed out. Maggie is at the Kitchen Island saying, Oh, are you sure you and Mike can't stay for dinner? I'm making your favorite, lettuce. Because, of course, Kate's a vegetarian. Maggie always likes to make these little digs about her being a vegetarian. Like, oh, for heaven's sake. Kate tells Maggie that she and Mike have tickets to go see the Nutcracker. And Maggie's like, really? The ballet? You got Mike to see the ballet. Does he know if they don't sell peanuts and you can't do the wave? Jason comes in being all ho-ho-ho-ish as he says, hey, guess what they got at tree, uh, Murray's Trees Trees Trees. And Maggie's like, well, let me guess. Is it trees? He's like, yeah, a 12-footer, a 12-foot fur for only 8 bucks. That ain't bad. And that's in New York. What is this vest that Maggie is wearing? It looks like... It's got, like, old paintings of old, you know, people. Not cherub babies, but I don't know. Maybe it's, like, Leonardo da Vinci or somebody. So Maggie is kind of nixing the idea of getting a big tree this year. She's like, I know how you get... And he's like, what, happy, excited? And she's like, no, ho-ho, homicidal. You go nuts, and no one can do anything. And she's like, you gotta have everything your way. So this year we're doing something a little new. And she goes behind where the greenhouse is and picks up what looks like maybe a 10-inch tree. It's not very big. Maybe, Maybe a... 12 inch to maybe a two foot tree It's not huge but it's just Nice and simple and Easy for the family to Throw stuff on it Of course when he sees this tree Jason's like are you serious That is your tree Really that is parsley And of course Chrissy has to Chime in with oh, a little ding Tree really so does that mean I get Little presents and I'd be like no Chrissy It means you get no presents Stinking kid I've never been a fran- fan of Chrissy. Nothing wrong with Ashley Johnson. It's just, I don't know. i just not a big fan. And apparently Chrissy's all about saving the earth. Well, oh, that's right, because when Luke came over and all those empty wine bottles and stuff, and she's talking about recycling. <sighs> um, yes, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, imp- recycling and all that good stuff is important. That's why I recycle my cans and bottles. I mean, for 10 cents a bottle, of course I'm gonna recycle them. Um, Maggie's like, well, since you love to recycle and save the earth and the planet and everything, well, this little tree, when we're done, like, having our way with it and decorating it, we can plant it outside, and it will flourish and bloom and blossom into its gorgeous, (laughs) grainy goodness. Chrissy's telling Maggie, like, look, I... 11 months out of the year, yeah, I'm all about saving the planet, but in December I only care about one thing and that's myself and how many presents I get. I don't care about saving the Earth. And Maggie just turns around like, whatever. (laughs) We're still decorating this little tree. So Mike comes in, dressed very nice in a nice suit jacket and a tie, and he's like, hey Kate, ready to see the Nutcracker? And even Jason's like, really Mike, you're going to see the ballet. You're going to see the Nutcracker. Really, because seven seasons of Mike Seaver is not into ballet or plays or any. I mean, he was in a play in um, season three. It's got to be season three, right? Because he it was right before he graduated high school and right before Maggie had Chrissy. Yeah, Mike didn't know it was a ballet. Of course, Carol comes in bitching and complaining about yes. I'm upset. You want to know why? Because Dwight, you know Dwight from the Catskills that Maggie and uh, Carol went to, and they met that whatever the hell that one guy's name, Brad or some shit who was uh, trying to screw around with Carol, but she was wise to his. I she was wise to his game. Well, Dwight apparently has stood up Carol. Why? Who knows? Because Dwight is Dwight. I was thinking about this yesterday. I'm like, you know what? I don't know why, but I kind of like... I like Dwight more than Bobby Winnett. I really, really do. At least Dwight doesn't pr- didn't pressure Carol into marrying him. She's like, I trusted him and now my heart is cleft in Twain. What the hell are you talking about, Carol? Apparently no one gives a rat's ass about Carol's problems. cuz like, Well, I hope your Twain is leaving on a very long twip. And of course <laughs> No no one cares I mean Maggie doesn't even go after Carol Oh, That's just Carol complaining like she always does Whenever she comes home on the weekend from college Of course Kate's like Mike what is wrong with you Okay you need to go in there And make nice with your sister Or I won't Give you a back massage Or something or whatever they do Cause you know Season 7 Mike Seaver does not have sex at all he doesn't do that honestly he's never had sex on the show he's always bragged about it like in the first couple few seasons but then he met kate and then you know kurt cameron you know found his religion which is good and he decided to make some changes on the show which what well, it's whatever basically i mean the show's been off the air for 20 something years so And Kate is not, she does not know Carol that well. Not like this family does. And Mike's like, look, it's just Carol, okay? She's Carol, yes, I'm upset, Seaver. That's just what she does on the weekend. She comes home, complains about being upset, no one asks her why she's upset, and then she goes up in her room and sulks for the whole weekend until she leaves back for college. Where is she sleeping? I thought that Luke took over her room. Mike is like, ah, eh, fine, I'll talk to her. Oh my gosh! And of course, Maggie and Jason kind of share a look with each other, like, oh, he is that boy is whipped. <laughs> that boy is whipped. Like Kate's got him around her finger. <laughs> Did I call that or what? Jason's like, whoa, that boy is smitten. And Maggie, who was tossing the salad with two wooden spoons or forks or whatever, is like, eh, heh, no, honey, that boy is whipped. <laughs> So Carol is in the living room taking books out of the bookshelf and just throwing them on the floor. Why? Is that how she gets her frustration out? Meanwhile, haven't seen Ben and Luke, don't know where they're at. Oh, she's reorganizing the bookshelf when Mike asks her what she's doing. And she's like, look, I'm reorganizing the bookshelf. I'd ask you to help, but I'm too busy to train you because you're a big dum-dum, Mike. So, the reason that Carol's upset is because Dwight's got a new research assistant named Felicia. Okay. And he broke their date to see some play that I can't even pronounce to save my life. Istvan Pandarecki? I don't know what that is. Is that a person? Even Mike's like, Istvan Who? Apparently, this guy's a performance artist, so he doesn't exist in real life, and he screams obscenities at the audience, so he basically swears at the top of his lungs, while setting his hair on fire. Is that what you and Dwight are into? Is that how you guys get your rocks off? That just sounds horrid. Oh, it's the Christmas show. It's this guy's Christmas show. Lighting his hair on fire and screaming and swearing at the audience at the top of his lungs. Of course, she's like, I hate Dwight Halliburton. And apparently the phone rings, and Carol's, like, on that phone, like, uh, grease on bacon. Thinking it's Dwight. So, Carol embarrasses herself, thinking it's Dwight, telling him to come home to her. And it's some guy calling for Kate. Here we go. Here's how this whole jealousy thing gets started, because... Mike's like, look, Carol, your problem is you get involved with people that make you jealous. Every little thing they do sets you off. Carol's like, look, Mike, everybody gets jealous, okay? He's like, oh, no, not me. I like Carol's comment how she's like, yeah, well, because, hey, you want to know what's weird about you and I, Carol? And she's like, what, the fact that we came out of the same woman's vagina? (laughs) (laughs) Or came out of the same loins? So her agent called her to let her know she's going to be... A swimsuit model for the Sporting Man's magazine. And she's going to Jamaica next week and she's gotta be fitted for a swimsuit. And Mike's like, oh wait, no, but these tickets, the Nutcracker, I wanted to see it so badly. Oh, okay. Whatever. Whatever's best for you, dear my goodness all these pictures on the mantle. there's so many that mantle is just big enough to hold all four pictures there's one from the first season there's one from the third season and the fourth season with baby Chrissy there's a ginormous portrait that takes up the space above the mantle from season six I think that's when they did the acapella right because Chrissy went from being like two to like five years old. And of course, there's four pictures of Luke Brower, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. So, since Mike can't use the tickets, he decides to see if he can pawn them off on his family. Hey, anyone interested in the nutcracker? And Chrissy's like, I am, I am. He's like, all right, great, $50. He's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Take those tickets and shove them up your bum. So, Mike's staying for dinner as he's taking the plates to set the table. Of course, he tells the family Kay I had to take off. She's modeling swimsuits for the Sporting Man magazine, which is right next to Ben's Victoria's Secret catalog underneath his mattress. Apparently, it's the issue that he lives and dies for, the swimsuit issue. Posted stamp string bikinis, according to Luke. So, he also peruses the Sporting Man's... And apparently so does Jason, as he, uh, has got to get his, uh, two cents in there as well. As he's like, oh, wow, I saw a girl in there from last year. And Maggie just looks at him like, if you complete that sentence, your ass is sleeping on the fucking couch, sir. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Like, if you ever want to have sex with me again, hon, you're gonna, like, zip that lip. I'm gonna play this clip because this is just funny. <laughs> uh these boys are little hornballs, Ben and Luke. Like, oh my gosh, your girlfriend's a supermodel! Does she know other supermodels she can introduce us 16-year-old boys to?
0: College, you got a modeling job in the swimsuit edition of The Sporting Man. <laughs> the issue I live and die for? Babes in postage stamps string bikinis? Oh, I saw a girl one wanted you last year. <laughs> I did. Uh, Chrissy, <laughs> do you want to go to the Nutcracker with uh, your old man? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, when is Kate doing this bikini shoot? It's next week in Jamaica. Oh, well, I'd love to be the photographer on that job. I mean, one guy, all those babes. <laughs> <laughs> Get that. I'd love to be the guy who rubs on the cocoa butter. Forget that. I'd love to be the cocoa butter. on. <laughs> hey, what you two guys run Rolling in the snow? <laughs> All right, this is an ordinary photo shoot. Yeah, maybe, but if Kate was my girlfriend, I sure wouldn't let her go to Jamaica. And your brother trusts Kate. Yeah. i pulled appalled at you two. Kate's a professional. Now, she can stand in the sun all oiled up in the briefest of bikinis, having her picture taken by some jet-set photographer without anything untoward happening. <laughs> I'm glad that at least Mike knows that.
1: I just... I mean, I've, you've probably heard me complain about this before, but the fact that they nerdified the hell out of Ben Seaver. That boy, in season six was a lady killer. He had the girls all over him. (laughs) Throw some glasses on his ass in season seven, he's a fucking nerd. I feel bad, not just for the character, but for Jeremy Miller. He got screwed over in the last season. I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I really liked him. I mean, I still think I watch some of his movies. I haven't watched a Leonardo DiCaprio movie in a while. But that's just because I'm not big on Quentin Tarantino stuff. (laughs) Jeremy's a fanatic. The boys are... Ben and Luke are so rubbing one out underneath the kitchen table just talking about, I I wish I could be a photographer there uh, with those models and rubbing on the cocoa butter and being the cocoa butter and... Mike's like, you little goofuses, why don't you go cool off and roll around in the snow until uh, you lose your erections? (laughs) And of course, Maggie's got to come over and say, you two boys don't know what you're talking about. Kate is a professional. She would never be tempted to cheat on Mike with a photographer. And that Mike trusts Kate. At this time in the show, even though Luke has actually moved on to Dewey High, where Ben attends school... Mike, of course, is still teaching at this community center. And I guess he's taking... Mr. Tedesco, his Mike's boss, is taking these unruly little hellions to go chop down a Christmas tree. And Mike's supposed to be coming with him, but now Mike's like, look, I can't go with you to drive the bus. I gotta go. My girlfriend is going off to Jamaica... For a photo shoot in a swimsuit and I just I gotta be with her, I gotta watch over her I gotta protect her and keep all those disgusting slimeball photographers off of her. Everyone's kind of whispering in Mike's ear like oh I wouldn't let my girlfriend do that I wouldn't let her go off to Jamaica and, and, and this and that and even Ben is like I wouldn't let my girlfriend do it. It's like well buddy you don't have a girlfriend and if you lose those glasses you might actually have a chance to Oh, okay, Mike actually is the one who volunteered to take these kids to cut down a Christmas tree. Dang, even Mr. Tedesco's like, well, gee, Mike, I wouldn't let me... I married a very beautiful lady one day who had a body that wouldn't quit. 20 years into our marriage, it fucking quit. (laughs) They're all putting doubts in Mike's head. I mean... Mainly just Ben, Luke, and Mr. Tedesco. And even Maggie kind of like, oh, your brother trusts Kate. Don't worry. I'm sure she can take care of herself. She isn't going to be tempted by some photographer. And honestly, not only do they throw those glasses on to Ben, they always put him in these fucking turtlenecks or mock turtlenecks. They look gross. It's just, oh, I just. And he's cute. Just, I mean, the glasses are okay, but take off the glasses. Cut the mullet. You don't need the mullet. Well, we're back at home now because Jason's get. He's got his ginormous eight foot tree that he got for twelve dollars, or twelve foot tree that he got for eight dollars. And Jason was adjusting it from the bottom. He's like, "Hey, Ben, how's the tree look?" And he's like, "Yeah, it looks good." Jason's like, "Oh my gosh, Ben, damn it, it's still crooked." It's still crooked! What is wrong with you? Look at that tree! Does that look straight to you? No, because it's not! Jason's got a Christmas vision of this dang tree in his brain and he wants it to come to fruition. He wants everyone to be dreaming the same Christmas tree dream as him. I'm gonna play this clip because boy oh boy does he go off the rails. Just screaming at everybody. You're not doing it right! You don't put the ornament here, you put it there! Why are you putting all the tinsel in one spot? You're supposed to spread it around.
0: Okay, son. How's it look now? Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, come on, it's still crooked. That's at least two degrees off. straight uh, <laughs> to me. It's a tree. Pretty straight. Doesn't feed the reindeer, pal. Uh, so how's it going, guys? Hey, great. We're just full of Christmas spirit. He's full of it, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, are you starting it again? Then so why do you always take this so seriously? Yeah, Christmas is supposed to be fun. <laughs> Luke, fun doesn't just happen. Fun is a matter of exacting preparation. Oh, no. but hey, Christmas is the one time of year you want everything to be right. Because I know when those stockings are hung at a forty two degree angle and that wreath is centered precisely on the door, it's going to fill us all with you. I joy. <laughs> Besides, a sloppy Christmas is nothing more than Groundhog Day with, Day with tinsel. tinsel. <laughs> Daddy, loosen up. I'm loose, really? sweetheart. I just have did. a crooked tree. There's something out of whack here. I, <laughs> I must have a screw loose. Lights, <laughs> <laughs> ornaments. Oh, so did I miss Dad's Groundhog Day with tinsel speech? Yes. <laughs> the library to get a good look at dwight's new hussy research assistant felicia oh carol you're going to spy on somebody out of jealousy that's completely infantile only pathetic fools do that so you want to come <laughs> all right all right fine I'll go check out your competition but let me tell you if she's female and breathing she's too up on you <laughs> why do you needle her like that can't you see she's in pain oh come on dad she's jealous over dwight the duke of dork What's going on <laughs> felicia mike it's only natural when people work closely together they become attracted to one another mike researchers and scholars actors directors models and photographers exactly mike that's my whole that that's the hole in my theory <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that that's the exception
1: the family's coming down you know luke and chrissy and maggie are coming down they got boxes with ornaments and other shit you know that they can throw on the tree and it's like mom dad's at it again talking about the damn tree being off like two degrees which i don't see it they're used to this apparently but jason wasn't like this in the season one episode and there's another one that was that episode about the... Ben brings home that little homeless... that Well, she wasn't a little homeless girl. She was a teenager or a 19-year-old. I don't know. Um Haley Todd, I think the actress's name was, who went on to play um, Lizzie McGuire's mother in the Lizzie McGuire show. Everyone's already, clearly, they're not gonna put up with Jason and his fanatical ideas about this tree and The stockings apparently got to be hung at a 90-degree angle or something to that effect above the fireplace. Yeah, Megan's like, honey, are you starting up again? And Ben's like, yeah, seriously, what is your problem? And even Luke, who hasn't been there that long, is like, yeah, Mr. Seaver or Dr. Seaver, Christmas is supposed to be fun. And, of course, Jason exposed, like, Luke, fun doesn't just happen. Fun is... About exacting preparation Oh for the love of heaven That just sucks the fun Out of all of it I mean you gotta be that Anally detailed down to the Last Pine needle it's like forget it You have your damn tree We will have ours in the kitchen And we will have fun decorating it However we want So you can take your tree and shove it up your fucking ass Cause we're not about this We're just we're not we're not about it Carol decides to go spy on Dwight and his research assistant, Felicia. And Mike's like, oh, Carol, you're so desperate. Why are you so jealous over Dwight? Oh, by the way, if this woman, this research assistant is female with a pulse, she's too up on you, as in you're out of your league. And Carol even says, hey, you want to come with? And he's like, "Uh, no. Jason, of course, as the family's moved into another room, Jason tells Mike, I wish you wouldn't tease her like that. And Mike's like, but she's getting jealous over Dwight. What do you say? The Duke of Dork? I mean, I guess the guy's nerdy and everything like that. But, I mean, he's... I think he's just a smidge above Ben, but not by much. Jason mentions how colleagues that work together, actors, actresses, directors, um, research assistants, uh, other colleagues, you know, photographers and models, attractions can sometimes occur. And of course, that lights another fire under Mike's ass about like, I gotta get on a plane. I gotta, it's like everyone's whispering these little doubtlets into Mike's ears. Like, you need to, like, check on your girlfriend. Like, you think you can trust her, which maybe you can, but I wouldn't if she were my girlfriend. And I honestly, I'm kind of the same way. I I, I can trust, but that nagging doubt is always going to be there, which sucks. I'm just one of those type of jealous type people. (laughs) That's just a I've always been like that. Even Chrissy, when Jason is on this rant about this perfect Christmas and the tree and the uh, the stockings and all that crap, she's like, Daddy, you need to loosen up. And he's like, Honey, I'm loose. It's okay. We just got to have Christmas later. I want to have it. So we go to... What in the world? This isn't Jamaica. She hasn't flown out there yet. Because that doesn't happen until next week. This is like a wine and dine... She's trying on a swimsuit. What? What's going on? Hold on a second. Oh, she's in a red, semi-revealing dress. And I guess she's just, you know, as a model, she's got a show face. We see this, The Sporting Man, which is just, it's not a real magazine. It's like Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit edition. It's got... A photoshopped model in a very skinny, barely there bikini. The sporting man is just in some simple black font, and it's got this. Clearly, it's just a fake background. It looks like they cut out a woman out of one of those skimpy woman lingerie bathing suits bikini calendars and just plastered it on this picture of a bunch of rocks and the ocean in the background. It's a press party. I'm with my... What the fuck are some of these people wearing? This is 1991, not 1985. They're wearing, like, MC Hammer... but they're really gaudy and gross-ass looking. This one guy's got, like, some, like, tangerine or rust orange mixed with black swirls, or maybe that's, like, tiger print uh, MC Hammer pants with a mint green vest um, over a lavender silk shirt. It's really gross-looking. This one guy... This is what Mike would have worn in, like, season one or two of Growing Pains. It's, like, a light blue shirt. Maybe even royal blue. And then a fuchsia pink, like, not a sports coat, but, like, just a blazer whatever Mike used to wear. It just, it's really gross as hell. Like, ugh so this i think his name is nigel this photographer and he looks like a muscle one of those muscle head guys you know slicked back gross greasy hair he just looks like someone who would screw someone's girlfriend or whoever because they're a model and because he's a photographer he just he looks the type so, I don't know. This guy, Nigel Dunn is his name. He's got an accent. I can't exactly place it. Um, maybe New Zealand. I'm not sure. It's pretty phony as hell. Like, this guy... I want to look this guy up real quick and see if he's a native of New Zealand or where he's from. Maybe he's from some other place. Would be my guess, anyway. Let's see.
0: Growing paid,
1: Season 7... Where is and it's called It's Not Easy Being Green, which is episode thirteen. This Nigel Dunn dude, let's find his butt. Stuart Finley McLennan Ew, he looks really talk about nerdified. This guy's giving Ben a run for his money with a he's Ugh He's not, not he's got he's got one of those like uh gross mustaches and is that a soul patch is that what you call those that or it's just it's really icky um let's see who's it lives on a secluded ranch on the central oh here we go he has a teaching degree from mitchell college in bathurst new south wales australia okay let's see Okay, so he was born in Australia. So okay, I, I get the uh, accent is actually not fake. now. I feel like I uh insulted this poor this this man and I apologize if I did. Right away Nigel is whining and dining cages taking her around for the press, pictures taken, shows her the bikini she's gonna wear. And Mike is just like that. That's the bikini you're going to wear Really that And she's like Mike all the models are wearing them He's like really if all the models Jumped off the bridge would you do it too Oy. And of course Nigel's like look No boyfriends alright And the way that Nigel Is holding her all model like As if he were a model Holding someone that he Was really into It's like There's no space between them. And you just see Mike's face like, oh, God. Those doubts are playing right in his ear. So Jason comes in with a level and some other looking thing that looks like two um, rulers stuck together. (laughs) And... Maggie, Luke, and Ben And Chrissy are all hanging out watching the TV Whenever they play this TV It's always, has some weird raunchy music That makes it look like they're Or sound like they're watching a dirty movie Jason's just asking for some help Like, hey, I could use some help And the whole family's like Jason, shut up We don't want to help you You are too anal about this tree And we have no interest whatsoever When as soon as Jason asks for help, everyone makes himself scarce. Uh, <laughs> Maggie's got to scrub some toilets. Ben's got an extra credit assignment that he's got to work on. Luke has got to go scrape the ice off the driveway. Because it's winter in New York. <laughs> Chrissy, of course, because Jason just looks at her like, I suppose you have an excuse too. She's like, I gotta go eat some spinach, bye.
0: All right, I have my square. I get my plumb line. I get my spirit level. I could use a little help getting the tree straight. I have to go scout the toilets. I've got an extra credit science report. I got to scrape the ice off the driveway. <laughs> I gotta eat some spinach. <laughs> okay, then that's all the more fun for me. <laughs> Mike, oh, well, you look like you're ready to go bag some trees. Kate's flight get off, okay? Yeah, 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 It was fine, Dad. You all right? Something on your mind? Uh, well, actually, I... I to no ornaments last. Uh, oh, I gotta get a broom. Just uh, look, but don't touch.
1: This must be a week out from Jason having gotten that tree because Kate is now on a plane to Jamaica for the film shoot, or film... Yeah, the film, the photo shoot. And, of course... Since everyone else has made themselves scarce, Mike comes in, he's stressed out about Kate and, you know, the doubts that he's having about whether he can trust her or not so much trust her as and trust this snaky photographer dude. First he goes to Jason for advice, because Jason's like, oh, you look like you want to help with the tree, and Mike's like, not really. So Mike starts talking to Jason about, you know, his, you know, doubts that he's having and all this stuff and how he's kind of worried. And of course while he's doing that, he's hanging an artem- uh, ornament, on, goes to hang an ornament on the tree. And Jason's like, no, 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 Ornaments go on last. Of course, he f- by shouting at Mike, which surprises him, he drops the ornament and breaks it. And Jason's like, oh, go get a broom. Don't touch anything. Just look. Like, dude, no wonder no one wants to put this tree together. You're being a raging butt. I want the rest of the family, you don't take, let's take and do the little dink tree in the kitchen, because we don't have someone, like, h- hanging over, breathing into our neck, and just breathing in our like, no, you're doing it wrong, no, the ornaments has gone last, why are you putting tinsel in one spot, so Carol comes in while Jason goes to get a broom to clean up the broken ornament, And Mike turns to her and says, look, you're right, I'm wrong. And she's like, why do you always do this when there's, like, no witnesses here? And he's like, you were right about the whole thing with Dwight and his research assistant, Felicia. I mean, you have a right to be jealous and concerned. And she's like, oh, well, actually, I don't, because his research assistant is an older woman and mike's like oh uh, i'm sorry she's like no when i say old i mean like blue hair gets into movies for half price and i'm like Dwight looks like he's maybe in his early to mid 20s and his research assistant is a 65 year old woman or 75 year old lady that doesn't make any sense but whatever what is he even he's he's researching what exactly i kind of want to know because he dwight's into some foreign language films. there's nothing wrong i've seen foreign language films back in 2004 in january that was my big thing when i worked at the video stores i was all about the foreign sec- section of the video store Granted, honestly, I was going kind of into it more for the more graphic or nudity, but uh, that's another story for another day. So there's a doorbell ringing and it's Mr. Tedesco who's there to pick up Mike in the bus because Mike's supposed to be going with him to cut down the Christmas tree Mike says, I can't, I got to go to Jamaica, my girlfriend's there, I got to go check up on her, make sure she's okay, and Mr. Tedesco, who didn't even want to go on this dang trip that Mike suggested to take those little hellion hooligans to cut down a tree. These, I mean, this high school is like an alternative high school where you get the worst of the worst kids going there, maybe future criminals, I don't know, but I would not trust these kids with a chainsaw and poor Mr. Tedesco this poor man's gonna get killed. (laughs) So Mike's in Jamaica or as much as the set can look like Jamaica and we get inner monologue as he's trying to find where the photo shoot is and then he's also looking for Kate. Mike oh my god see this is what you what happens when you're not paying attention or He goes up there. He sees someone who Nigel is touching and hitting on. He thinks it's Kate because the woman's got dark hair and she hasn't turned around yet. And Nigel goes up and kind of kisses her on the brow or something from the side. And Mike grabs Nigel, pulls him behind a rock, and starts... You think that he, Mike's beating the shit out of this guy. And this lady who's run, walking around the clipboard is like, Oh my gosh, stop! You're killing him! Oh, stop it! And turns out Mike's the one getting his ass kicked. As <laughs> Nigel just comes out, takes his sunglasses off, blows off the sand on him, and you see Mike zip around the corner. And he's like, Oh my god. And he's like, I'm looking for Kate. And Nigel's like, please, I need a last name. There are, like, at least ten models here named Kate. And he's like, McDonald. And he says that, Nigel says, she's off the shoot. And Mike's like, oh, no, no, no. Seriously, I'll let you hit me again. And Nigel's like, yeah, it's tempting, but no. Uh, And Mike's like, look, I wasn't just hitting you for Kate's sake. I was hitting you for all women, every woman model everywhere who's ever been Mistreated by a photographer. And he's like, I bet that lady there is very grateful. The lady comes over and just smacks Mike across the face. Apparently she wanted to uh, sit on Nigel's knob. So, uh, no, she's not thankful that you... uh... He didn't even beat his ass. Nigel beat Mike's ass. I can imagine Nigel's got to have every fucking VD under the sun. Those girls need to get themselves checked. And Nigel says that Kate is at the beach house. She's getting... She's recovering. So Mike goes up there. Turns out she got stung by a jellyfish. Because she's putting some type of healing liquid. Maybe calamite. I don't know what you use for a jellyfish sting. I thought urine might have been something. But maybe it isn't. So Mike goes in there. Like, oh, what happened to your leg? She's like, oh, jellyfish stung me. She's like, what happened to your eye? He's like, I forgot to put my table in the upright position at, on the airplane. And case like, Mike, you're not going to believe this, but on the plane, Nigel hit on me. And apparently she's she must have known this piece of shit has a rep for schmoozing with the models. Even Carol knew this, can, she's like, Nigel, what did you, tie me down kangaroo, done or something to that effect. She knew this piece of shit's rep. Kate, you're in the model world. Models talk, don't they, about photographers? None of them said, oh, by the way, I've been screwing this Nigel guy, and now he's, like, hooking up with some other model. I mean, come on. You're a model. Models talk about photographers. I'm sure they must. The reps and all that stuff. So he's happy that Nigel made well, not so much happy, but relieved. And In a way, it's like he's making it like, oh, I knew I could trust you. And this and that. And, of course, the lady was like, Stop it! You're killing him! Comes in and says, Oh, are you okay? And Mike's like, Oh, yeah, she's fine. And she's like, No, I'm talking about you. We don't have a stake to put on your eye, but I think I can find a chilled blowfish somewhere. And she says, Don't worry. A lot of jealous boyfriends come up here and try to beat the shit out of Nigel. So, yep, Mike, your story is... Just, your cover's, it's blown. So Kate, of course, thought Mike was able to handle this. You know, being the boyfriend of a model, you know, that he could handle her going on shoots and stuff like that. And the fact that she feels, because you beat this guy up, shows that you didn't trust me. And she, she knows, like, I'm not going to get involved with a creep like Nigel Dunn. Of course, she's like, Mike, you could have trusted me, but you didn't. And she's like, all right, you need to go. He's all like, but, 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 gate gate but, 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 oh, just, just go, just go, go, go. Who paid for that Jamaican plane ticket? Because we know that he don't make no diddly squat at that alternative s- school center that he's teaching at. To come back to the house, Jason is happy that the Christmas tree is standing perpendicularly because he's got his level, he's checking the... The measurements, everything looks good. Or she's like, I don't know where everyone is, but I must be the only one with the Christmas spirit. And right away, you hear giggling and laughter from the kitchen. So Luke is so excited. He's like, Wow, well, everyone laughing and us making decorations. This is how I imagine, in my mind, Christmas would be. Think about it. Before this, Luke was having Christmases living on the street for like two or three years. Before that, it was with his mom and her drunken husband. So he doesn't have any happy Christmas memories. And of course, it's just, it's really nice. Chrissy's got the little silver star for the little tree. They got some uh, tinsel on it. They got some little red bulb things. They're putting popcorn on some thread to put on the tree, like kind of like garland and stuff like that. And apparently Ben's like eating the bowl of popcorn. And Luke goes over and puts an arm around Maggie Like see this is how I always pictured Christmas would be in my mind And she, he puts an arm around her and she like brings him in And just kisses him like on the side of the forehead Like "Oh, so sweet And the family's just having a good time without Jason And Jason is just like looking at his tree And how bare and naked this tree looks with nothing on it And the family's just They're having a nice little quiet time Just laughing, eating some popcorn Putting the decorations on the little tree. Jason, if you weren't so anal about that Christmas tree, that thing could be decorated, too. I'm going to play this clip.
0: <laughs> don't, eat, don't eat. Everybody laughing, making decorations. Now, this is how I always imagined Christmas would be. Ta-da! Oh, this, this is great. That's nice. nice. Beautiful. Right, let's put it on the tree. Good job.
1: <laughs> That's That's a perfect carol's like where have you been mike he's like oh yeah i went to jamaica to uh, get punched in the face and get dumped by my girlfriend and carol's like wow well, yeah i think you need a new travel agent no i think you just need to trust your damn girlfriend So Mike's like, look, you were right, I was jealous. And Carol's like, no, Mike, you were right because I was jealous. And Mike's like, well, wait a minute, you said that that Felicia was like 75 years old with blue hair and got into movies half price and uses polygrip. I don't know who Esther is, but apparently that's who Esther was. And Felicia is like some 22-year-old who kind of resembles Michelle Pfeiffer. So apparently both Carol and Mike are alone because Dwight and Carol broke up, and Mike and Kate broke up. So, since, uh, love stinks, and family means everything, Carol and Mike are actually gonna hang out together. Shocker, I know. Well, wow, Carol's taking this to the extreme. We'll go to operas and museums, and we'll get a house, and we'll have cats, lots of cats. Like, eh... Uh so mike's like hey why don't we start by just seeing a movie and just hanging out she's like okay i'll get the paper because of course back in the day you want to see a movie you got to get the paper and see what times and what movies are playing kate comes in they both apologize and they kiss and make up and she's like why can't i stay mad at you what is it about this face that i love so much that won't let me stay mad at you they kiss they make up carol comes in with a paper and she's like mike what about the movie and he's like beat it cat lady you can go live in that house with all those cats by yourself oh <laughs> well kate brought in some roses and of course when carol sees them because mike holds them up hey carol does this like like kate and i are on the rocks and kate's like well those aren't for you which why would she give you roses um no they're from Dwight they're for Carol hmm aww that's a cute little card that Dwight wrote roses are red violets are blue I fight her Felicia because I love you aww that's so sweet so Jason calls his remaining two older children into the living room like can you please come in here and Mike's like, hey, look, just pretend that you like the tree, okay? It might now be perfect. My dad's like really ain't all about it. Apparently, Jason wants them to cover their eyeballs. And he tells the rest of the family to cover their eyes as well.
0: Come on. Yeah, don't wake the elves. Here. Okay. <coughs> <All right>. Whoops. <laughs> well, no, no, you can't. No, nobody look. I want it to be a surprise. All right. Everybody ready? Open the sesame
1: the fuck. What's the matter? You didn't finish.
0: It's probably waiting for the blueprints to get back from the North Pole. (laughs) No, I'm done. I just thought the rest of you might want to finish it off without me. You mean we can decorate your tree any way we want? Yes, Luke. It's not my tree. It's our tree. I know this is hard to believe, but sometimes I just get carried away. Oh, shit. So, can we throw tinsel on in big handfuls? If you wish. (laughs) And put the candy canes in any crazy place we want? If the spirit moves you? <laughs> and uh, put the heavy ornaments on top? No, no, no. Uh, no, 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 no. no. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, but I can... yeah.
1: He's like alright everyone uncover your eyes So they look at the tree and it's naked as fuck It's like what's the joke here This tree has nothing on it And Jason finally says look it's not my tree It's our tree we all should decorate it As a family I apologize For being over analytical About the tree And they're all like oh my gosh Can we throw handfuls of tinsel On the tree and Jason's like Sure why not Christy's like can we put candy canes wherever And he's like yes that's fine if the moment suits you whatever and of course lucy can we put the heavy ornaments on top and she's like no 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 and i'm like no you put them on the bottom you're gonna weigh the tree down light ornaments top and the heavy ones on the bottom that's how you do it Actually, we don't have any ornaments on our tr- little baby tree <laughs> we We don't put stuff on our tr- little tree anymore. One day we plan to get a real well, not a real tree but a fake tree, but a normal sized one as long as little Miss Quindlin here, who's sleeping in her little hammock, doesn't jump into it. let's hope not anyway. But it's a sweet little montage. Uh, Maggie and Jason in the doorway. She's holding the mistletoe and they kiss. Aww. Ben is throwing handfuls of tinsel. Spread that stuff out. That looks gaudy as hell. Come on. And put a little more color in the ornaments. You got a green tree and light green ornaments. Put some red and blue and what other colors? Gold. There's another color. Silver. Throw color color in that tree Those gaudy looking silver boats this tree better look good when it's done yeah he just takes it ben takes a handful just like ugh, good enough like no you have little bits on top spread it around that just looks like shit oh i love how Carolyn, Ben, give Luke his stocking. You're really part of the family, buddy. I love the blue and green flannel plaid shirt that he's wearing. It's really nice. I don't like that ribbon that Mike and uh Kate are unfurling around the tree. I it's the lacy kind it's just they did add some red bulbs in there to mix it up with the green bulb ornaments, so it's slowly coming together. Jason is nice enough to stand back and just watch the family decorate the tree without interfering, as he should. Oh, here we go with the gifts! Oh, do we get to see them open the gifts? Maggie's putting the big star on the tree. And Jason adds a candy cane. Family just hangs back and just looks at the tree. I don't like that ribbon. It's really gaudy. The same with those disgusting looking bows. It's an okay tree. I mean, they don't even have multicolored lights. I'm not a fan of the white lights. I've never been a fan of the white lights. Look at me complaining more than Jason, and that's not even my tree. Well, everybody, that is the episode. I hope you enjoyed it because I've seen this episode before, and I thought it was cute. I thought it was cute. Um, there are three, um, growing panes. Christmas episodes. I believe the one I did last December would have been from season 1. And then also there's one I believe from season th- 3 which is Okay, apparently my head's in my ass. Um it's actually from season 2 episode 9. Cuz that's right because Ben had a little mini mullet in season 3. So, season two, episode nine, The Kid, which aired on December 16th, 1986, Ben brings home a homeless girl for Christmas dinner. And Jason thinks the family should try to help her, but Maggie is worried. So, yeah, that episode is also, I believe that might have also been in 2017 is when I I believe I covered that one. So, that there that's there if you want to listen to it along with the... Um, season one growing pains christmas episode so all right hope all of you have a wonderful december and look for other christmas related uh, television episodes and other christmas tv specials that i plan on doing throughout the month of december so all right everybody bye bye